we are back with a new episode of Spinster versus Spinster, which is our friendly debate mini-sodes. And I feel like this might be our friendliest debate yet. <laughs> I think this I think this one will be too. It's also been a long time since we've done one of these. We've been wanting to get this episode out for a while, but just life and everything in between, just kind of we had to keep pushing it back. So we're both really excited to be doing this special episode of Spinster versus Spinster and changing it up a bit instead of actually, you know, coming to terms with two different movies. We're we're doing a director, Kelly. We're doing a director yes. this time. And I don't know if anyone's gotten the clue as to what director we're doing. <laughs> um, yeah, so we are debating today the best Lucio Fulci horror movie. We Yeah. Um, so because Clubhouse didn't really work out for us because we were using that as kind of like a fun little guide to revisit old episodes and themes and ideas and kind of just have a conversation with you folks, but it didn't really work out. So now we've gone back in the catalog to find ideas for mini sodes. So Spencer versus Spinster is probably going to be our best bet for that. But uh, revisiting Italian horror, I am down. For sure, because like... When Kelly and I both, like, I think it was in our first year getting into, like, 2019, we did our Italian horror episode, and it was, like, one of our most popular episodes. We were, like, so surprised and shocked <laughs> by the amount of, just, like, listeners and compliments, not just compliments, but also, like, people just, like, comments about their all their favorite different horror Italian movies that they really enjoyed and all the different conversations that came out of it. So we always want to, like, revisit Italian horror. I both think both Kelly and I both, like, have, we both have, like, a soft little place for it because we also enjoy international horror a great deal. But Italian horror is special in its own little way in own little way and when we first talked about italian horror we talked about dario argento everyone talks about dario argento but as i think we both explored more into italian horror especially kelly got into more uh, kelly's territory with Lucio fulci mm -hmm. the godfather of gore <laughs> yes yes so so i guess we'll state uh, which movies we are debating today and again if it's not obvious we know we record our mini so so folks listening i am wearing my city of the living dead t-shirt and i am wearing my zombie t-shirt uh, <laughs> i also have that zombie t-shirt yes kelly also has the same t-shirt as well but like we're, we're, rep we're representing the movies that each one of us are here to debate kelly is here to debate city of the living dead and i'm here to de talk discuss and debate zombie as the best <laughs> lucio fulci horror movie who knows here we go there yeah we i guess so um, <laughs> so because we're kind of revisiting some rehashing some old favorites some old uh, episodes thought we would kind of start things off but just a brief kind of our introduction to Italian horror and Lucio Fulci. So Jess, bringing us way back. So mm, what were, what was your introduction into, if you remember, a movie or a director or whatever to Italian horror? Oh, well, surprise, surprise, everyone. Kelly introduced me to Italian horror with Suspiria. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You fell asleep. <laughs> yep. That tracks. <laughs> but I loved it because I thought it was so great. That is very much my type of style of film and stuff like that when I was first getting into horror. and that, But then I never went back to it um, because I didn't really know much about Argento. And then over the time, I learned more about Argento, watched more of his films. And then from there, you know, as you explore it, Italian horror you're like well who else is out there mm -hmm. you know in this trifecta of the major decades of Italian horror you got Bava, Argento and Fulci, Lucio mm -hmm. Fulci so mm -hmm. I, you know as I got more into the horror genre and when I had my old the podcast uh, The Dark mm -hmm. Spectrum my co-host there at the time was really big into Italian horror and it was one who was starting to introduce me more of it as well so 
that's where I went further. And then we did our first episode there, episode on Italian horror. So what about yourself? So my introduction to Italian horror is going way back, probably 16, 17 years ago when Mm. I watched Lucio Fulci's Zombie 2 or Zombie Flesh Eaters in theater. Yeah. And that was my introduction to- in theater oh yeah i grabbed a poster i don't have that poster anymore for no fucking good reason but um, i had it up on my wall my very first apartment here in toronto my basement apartment yeah that was my first time and i fell in love with it so zombie 2 does or zombie does have a special place in my heart my whole Mm. heart because it was i saw it so long ago in such a really great environment and a great crowd and then from there i mean I think there was some, there was some, definitely some uh, years that I didn't go back to Italian horror, but from what I remember, I think my natural progression was Lucio Fulci. I loved this movie, Zombie. Mm. What's, what else is there out there for me? What else have you done? So I'm pretty sure that the rest of it was the Gates of Hell, rest of the Gates of Hell trilogy. So the Beyond and House by the Cemetery. So essentially, yeah, Lucio Fulci, who I love and adore, uh, was my introduction to Italian horror. And of course, from there and exploring his filmography, went through Argento Bava and more recently, Joe D'Amato, who I also Mm. love and adore and like. So I am a bit of a Fulci fan for sure i'd love more but i own don't torture oh, a duckling yes. i have zombie and zombie three yeah. and i have the wonderful lucio fulgi blu-ray collection of city of the living dead house by the cemetery in new york ripper nice, nice. so i am a fan a pretty big fan of lucio fulgi movies i've seen a lot of his horror movies and mm. i don't ever leave disappointed i always have a good time with his movies mm. And I will completely agree with you in the aspects. I think I I own more Argento horror movies than I I do of of Fulci. I think two of the films that I own is A Copy of Zombie and House by the Cemetery. I own Mm -hmm. that one as well. Um, But I've also seen a lot of Fulci's work as well. Like Don't Torture a Darkling was one of actually think my very first Fulci film. Um, And that was like kind of like blew me away because it dealt with like the themes that I'm always very interested in like you know repression religion and Mm -hmm. um you know subversiveness in those ways and of course it was very scary in the sense of like you're seeing a priest killing children like you didn't actually see him kill children but like that's scary right when you realize who the killer is at the film spoiler alert everyone um (laughs) spoiler alert you cannot trust priests Exactly. But I I also, like you said, I think it's just like a natural progression as you get more into Italian horror films, you're eventually going to explore all these other directors and find out which ones work for you more than others. I think... Mm I always will still always appreciate Gento for the style, the cinematography, mm-hmm. very stylized. But honestly, I do really appreciate Fulci for the <laughs> craziness that you're going to get into. And yeah. there is just like staple tropes to a Fulci film. They're yeah. always going to have like these banana stories that are just going to continue to escalate as you go on. The gore is going to always be like a different level of gore each time. You know, like I remember watching like a lot of the films I've been watching this uh, month, always wondering like, how is he going to use that practical effect? I never (laughs) see something in a Fulci film that I'm just like, I bet you that's going to get used to kill someone. And it does in a crazy way. Um, Yeah. Yeah, even some of the like supernatural, because there are a bunch of those yeah. supernatural uh, based movies are going to have some weirdness and some of the same tropes. I think I feel like sometimes in Italian horror, definitely with like Lucio Fulci movies that sometimes there's moments and scenes that really are just like this conduit for gore. And I'm mm-hmm. like, it doesn't really necessarily help the story, but I don't <laughs> care. 
Um, yeah, it indulges yeah. my love of gore and of practical effects. So I'm like, I'm here for it. And I'm like, was that even needed? No, but no. I don't care. I no. don't care because I am, this is what I'm here for. Exactly. And that is what you're getting with a Fulci film. You're getting yes. into, you're getting the gore, you're getting the, the, the practical effects. He's pushing the boundaries, mm -hmm. always trying to push the boundaries with his films. And for me, I always know that I'm watching a Fulci film when I, an eye is getting gouged. <laughs> There's always eye gouging. And that's why, like, when it comes to, for me, like, with Zombie, that was, like, my very first time. Like, I don't like eye gouging mm -hmm. in movies. That is <laughs> the first time that I saw that in a movie. Right. That wow. scene played out so yeah. long and so uncomfortable. I'm just like, mm, 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 I don't like this. Yeah. Then I always expect it going into a Fulci film. Who's getting their eye gouged out and how? And yeah, usually, who's losing their eyes today? <laughs> like how in like City of the Living Dead, you get like, at least three eye gougings. <laughs> yeah. Screw those eyes. Um. So what are some of the Lucio Fulci movies you have seen? Any unsung heroes besides the one you're going to debate today? Okay. Well, I, when I sit down and write how, all the ones I've seen, so I've seen The Beyond, Cat in the Brain, The New York Ripper, Enigma, The Black Cat, Demonia, House by the Cemetery, No Torture Duckling, and Zombie 3. That's I'm pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. That's that's a lot. For me, I've got The Beyond, House by the Cemetery, New York Ripper, Demonia, Don't Torture a Duckling, Zombie 3. I showed you that. You, yeah, you and I watched, watched that together. together. Uh, mm -hmm. Enigma. And for the first time, I watched The Black Cat this month, oh, okay. actually. Which I quite liked. Again, I I'm, I don't leave any of these movies disappointed. There's I, there's going to be something to take away from it. There's going yeah. to be some merit or some redeemable qualities. I mean, there's a couple I haven't seen that I didn't have time to, like Touch of Death, The Psychic, or Manhattan mm. Baby. And then there's also oh, some yeah. that we just don't have access to. So many people love Giallo, Lizard in a Woman's Skin. Yeah. But that is nowhere for us Canadians to watch. Mm -hmm. And I would absolutely love to, because I know when I put the word out for like, what's everybody's favorite Lucio Fulci movie, like that one came up a lot and I would mm -hmm. love to see it. Murder Rock, I also have heard wonderful fun things about that I would love mm -hmm. to see. Like, give me a Lucio Fulci with like half musical, bunch of rock music. <laughs> like just, I just need to see that one. But yeah, there's a bunch that are not accessible to us, but there are still some that are. They're on Tubi. Tubi is a yes. wonderful place for Lucio Fulci movies movies folks if you want to watch some of them so I still am going to but I watched a bunch this month I have to say that Demonia is an underrated Fulci gem mm. you know we're not here to debate that but I just want to like <laughs> shout out Demonia for the satanic nuns the grim oh, imagery yeah. burning babies alive man the great gore the man being split completely in half Jeff's mm. kiss <laughs> like so good so good and then there's me being like Enigma is like Fulci's Susperia because you kind of get mm. like this feeling that, you know, they're in yeah. this like cool run by women. And there's like this one throwaway scene where they talk about like, oh, those women chant things in the room. So I'm like, oh my God, is this like Fulci's <laughs> Susperia? Only it just gets really weird and crazy. And like, I will never forget death by snail scene. Yeah. Like that, I just, yeah, I was like sitting here watching that and just being like, and I remember seeing her see all the snails on the bed. And I was like, and I, and I sit there thinking, I'm like, this is a Fulci film. 
this is gonna come back. <laughs> I know it's gonna come back and it's not gonna feel great. And it didn't. <laughs> Watching her just be covered in snails, suffocated That's... by snails was like, I don't like no. that. I don't like that at all. Yeah. There's there's pretty regularly some bugs and weird, Ugh. like there's gonna be creatures, there's gonna be arachnids, there's gonna be like there's just gonna be somebody else there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Rats, and... maggots, spiders any creepy crawlies just like to add to the element of unease when you're watching a lot of these movies it was like oh cool i remember like i was watching i did the beyond with the tarantulas oh yes making yes. a video of that and sending to somebody that i know <laughs> is arachnophobic he's like why oh why God. would you why do would that? you do I'm that like, bloody to me I'm like, because some of them some of those tarantulas are real some of them are not and they're so oh yeah obviously you can, not and real you can tell which ones are the obviously not real especially the one that's like gouging at the guy's eye you're like well that's oh, not yeah. real I gouging still the eye, the still, the yep. fact that you've got spiders coming and crawling over you. And that's like, that's what like Fulci's trying to do. He's all about disgusting his audience. And that's what made him really popular in the 70s and 80s when mm -hmm. he was kind of having his comeback with horror movies is that he was going where American directors were too timid to go. He was like, oh, okay, I'm going to do a slasher. I'm going to do like a horror movie S type film. Yeah, let's just let's do this. I'm all about doing the practical effects of spectacle. Right. And that's why I love that sometimes his stories, there's a little less to the story because you're not necessarily there for the story. You're there for the yeah. spectacle and you're there for the mood and you're there for the grind yeah. and the gore yeah. and how, what, how much ridiculous <laughs> is it's going to get because it's going to get ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, again, that's a lot of Italian horror. We've watched a lot of like mm. random other stuff where plot, sometimes a <laughs> side note, like just like just we don't really care about the plot so much. Let's just have, again, the spectacle it's argento mm. like i don't think i've watched an argento film that has a cohesive plot mm. Fulci's <laughs> don't often have a cohesive plot so it's fine i yeah. mean entertaining again i do not leave disappointed yeah so speaking of not being disappointed and this might be the most friendliest debate we have on my end anyways because yeah. I also love zombie, but I love City of the Living Dead mm. more. So City of the Living Dead came out in mm. 1980. This is written and directed by Lucio Fulci. Generally, it's about a priest named Father Thomas who hangs himself and opens the gates of hell. There's some witches. There's hell. There's gore. There's a lot of great score. It's atmospheric horror. It's grim. It's dark. It's dread-inducing. Mm. That is City of the Living Dead. This atmospheric, spooky, scary skeletons creatures maggots dread the end of days is coming all saints day we got to close the gates of hell before all saints day side note they do miss it but then still win in the end it doesn't matter or did it doesn't they? matter i'm pretty sure or they did don't they win because at the end the way the end the way the film ends like they're it's they're screaming at the child and i'm like wait so what's the new horror that is it is it the fact that they're now all of a sudden like raising this child together that's the new horror <laughs> or is it the fact that they didn't actually win because yeah i don't know cavalier right? about closing the gates of hell it took them a long time <laughs> there was points in the story being like so why did you leave the graveyard when you had the guy that you needed to help you get to the to the grave of, of the priest to go and stop everything happening but no you just decided to go back to your office and chat and that have a bunch of maggots done. thrown at you <laughs> but we're done i mean if yeah. a child runs at me i'm also screaming so i can <laughs> i can relate so that's generally what city of the living dead is why don't you introduce zombie 
Yeah, so Zombie is from 1979, also known as Zombie 2, Zombie Flesh Eaters. And it is literally a blood-soaked zombie allegory with no pretense of social political event relevant. It's just really violence uh, extremely cranked up because you're all about (laughs) zombies. Like, on the video nasties. Yes, yeah, it is. It's actually, like, one of my all-time zombie movies. Yes, and and I'm, okay, and that's, I'm not a zombie (laughs) fan. Like, I particularly do not care much for the zombie zombie genre in its own there's a couple zombie movies that i like but i'm like "Mm, it's meh for me i like this film i like Mm -hmm. it a lot because it is just it's a self-contained story in Mm -hmm. itself of literally just being like oh zombies are people are rising from the dead let's go to this island to go find this this man who's gone missing to find out what happened and where this zombie is coming from these this zombies coming from and then you have this whole idea the story of trying to figure out is it actually a viral disease or is it actually a voodoo is it actually mm-hmm. rising from the dead because of magic and you spend the whole time with the doctor trying to figure out what's going on and then by the end you're like i think it was a viral thing i'm pretty sure <laughs> this is a viral infection it's not don't magic know. who knows we don't know doesn't but matter. the <laughs> whole time you get this these great practical effects throughout mm-hmm. the entirety of the film you've got that banger score that's like Yeah, right and you're like yes like as oh yes coming, yep. Like, yep. <laughs> and, and it's just like iconic moments throughout the film yes everyone knows zombie as the film in the fact that there is a shark scene there is a scene between a, a zombie and a shark fighting yep. not great for animals in no. the scene because i in doing a little research finding out that that was a real mm-hmm. shark that they had yeah. sedated and fed with horse meat and when i'm watching this scene i was actually a little horrified be like oh god why is he hitting the shark i'm terrified of you shark and respect but yeah. everyone when you yeah. mention the film zombie to anyone they're like oh is that the movie where the shark and the zombie are fighting each other yeah. like, yes it is also yeah. the film where you have the zombie slowly rising from the grave and the dread that comes from that right you know you're fucked it's a slow yeah. moving zombie, but you know you're fucked. Yeah, I was gonna say I would because I've seen a bunch of Fulci Fulci movies. Mm-hmm. I would say that Zombie is one of the more accessible movies of his. It's definitely his yes. most well known. I would agree it has some iconic scenes, and I, it is an iconic movie and the iconic score. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I feel like it's a little bit straightforward with this story. Yes. I mean, that's not a bad thing, but we're here to debate. So I would say coming to the actual story of it. So yeah, it's a lot more straightforward. It is zombies, mm-hmm. but it's kind of zombies were before zombies were quote unquote played out. I enjoyed the zombie subgenre. So definitely a lot more straightforward. We don't know the cause of the zombies. Again, it doesn't really matter. Keep it ambiguous. That can work for a lot of people. I mean, that still works for me. Zombie definitely has less uh, focus on the characters than it does with the horror Mm-hmm. which I'm down for. Mm-hmm. But then for me, sometimes it, it can make it a little bit less interesting than other zombie narratives that focus on the characters, right? Because mm-hmm. we don't often get that in in horror or at least with zombie movies, it's all about the horror. Again, I'm mm-hmm. down, but sometimes I think with zombies movies, what makes them special, like for instance, um, let's say Train to Busan, because that is my my barometer yeah. of humanity, it's focused way more on our characters. And mm-hmm. I think that can that can hit more and make it scarier, a lot more heartfelt, a lot more um, interesting. 
But I mean, I'm down for the horror. But story-wise, I feel like it's just a little bit less interesting. Like City of the Living Dead. On this watch, I figured it out a little bit more because it is a little bit confusing. But Dunwich, the city of Dunwich where this horror begins, Mm -hmm. was built on the ruins of old Salem. And quote of the movie, a time of witches and heresy, quote unquote. (laughs) So is this a cursed land? And then we have our priest who kills himself and opens the gates of hell, which is odd. And I'm not really sure, but maybe it was just like this conduit of now is our time to mess up this city of Dunwich because apparently the ancestors of Dunwich were also Salem witch hunters. Mm -hmm. So there has this interesting element that maybe odd and may not fully fit into the story but i think is really interesting of witches well exactly and i will agree with you on that because with uh city and little be dead what i what i appreciate about the film is that you get that cosmic horror element to it you mentioned dunwich i'm like yeah. hello lovecraft yeah. that's this you yeah. know really important place in uh, lovecraft you get you know they mention um moriarty funeral home sherlock holmes right Yes. You get a lot yeah. of like uh mentions to classic, you know, people who are villain villains and you know, that cosmic horror, that idea of dread. You know, I think mm-hmm. when I'm watching this film, this film reminds me of Prince of Darkness, right? You have this mm, opening yeah. the gates of hell. It's like gonna bring, hell, gonna bring hell on earth. You can't stop it no matter what you do, it's gonna be chaos. And I really appreciate it. And that's the thing I appreciate about the film. Like you said, the story can get a little convoluted. You got to figure out what's going on, who, what, where, why does this person even matter? Sometimes it's like, this person yeah. doesn't even matter. They're just literally in the story just to get show us, like to set us up to some gory effect. Yeah. Nice about it too, is that you've got the two other films that you need to watch as well to kind of build a bigger, because it's like its own, it's like a Fulci's like apocalypse trilogy. Like yeah, John Carpenter absolutely. has his apocalypse trilogy. Once you watch The Thing, Prince of Darkness, In the Mouth of Madness, you get it. And then if you watch like, I can't remember the order for these Fulci films, if it's like The Beyond, House by the Cemetery, and then uh, City of the Living Dead, or if it's switched around. Because I know in The Beyond, The Beyond I watched recently, she talks about the Book of Enoch, and the, you learn about the, like, there's like no more than one Gates of Hell. Yeah. There's like seven of them. Yeah, um, yeah. The Book of Enoch actually is also mentioned in City of the Living Dead. So yes, you're right. Yeah. So I think it's City house and then the beyond but yeah yeah you're, you're right it's, it's part of this trilogy they are standalone films <clears throat> but like to really get like grasp of the full scope of the horror is to watch all three of them yeah watch them they're all a good time <laughs> I, I agree like all full like i'm gonna say like all full films are a good time you're getting into <laughs> something interesting in time what i appreciate about a zombie is that it is a self-contained story it is you know one story and then it's you know, you have to, you have the other films that come after, those are all like just kind of self-contained. Yeah. Like you can just go yeah. in for like, I just feel like watching Zombies and Carnage. This is the yeah. film for you. Yeah. You need to watch Zombies and Carnage. The only reason why it gets bigger than what it feels like it actually is, is because at the time of its release, like this film was written before Dawn of the Dead came out mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it was actually in pro- like it was actually in production but then dawn of the dead came out and then of course for like the producers to be like less cash in on the success yeah. of george romero dawn of the dead let's yeah. add those endings the beginning and the end scenes with new york which finding out that history i'm like that makes so much more sense why mm-hmm. the film in the middle feels like kind of different from the rest of the film you're like oh this is that was that was the cash grab to be like okay mm-hmm. let's tie this in with yeah. Romero's film but yeah. really it's its own film in itself yeah. but it's still also super interesting at the same time too and, and you get that confused being like so was it magic because brian <laughs> got bit by the zombie and he's not dead but he's churning so to me that 
that's a viral infection. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the unofficial sequel to Night of the Living Dead deal. I'm going to bring up the score because it's funny to me, but also interesting. So City of the Living Dead has three very excellent pieces of score. However, they reuse the Fabio Frizzi score from Zombie in City of the Living Dead, yeah. <laughs> which is fine because I personally think that that piece of music fits much better in City of the Living Dead because it's much more ominous. Oh, yeah. No. Again, like the, the fog, the atmospheric kind of uh, moody, everything about City of the Living Dead because it is this grim, moody kind mm-hmm. of movie. Mm-hmm. The score fits better for that. And it kicks, it kicks in about three quarters of the way through as the, you know, the crew's all gathered we're going to meet at the funeral home. It starts up. It gets me very excited because I do love that piece of music so much. And then it comes back when um, the two protagonists, the woman and the man, are going down into Father Thomas's tomb and they're underground. And then the zombies or skeletons, everybody kind of, the dead starts to rise and come towards them. <laughs> it's so, so good. Mm-hmm. Like it pumps me up every time. my favorite scenes in a horror movie i have to say is in zombie too mm-hmm. it is when that score kicks in and the zombie agonizingly slowly Ugh. rises up and i'm just like ah! like right? i love it so much and i remember when i saw that in the theater for the first time this whole movie like again i've been going through my life watching so much mainstream horror and like mm. going to the theater and all kind of quote regular horror not a lot of international stuff me seeing zombie i'm just like whoa what <laughs> is this and i fell in love with it again i love it we're here to debate i have watched zombie 2 more because it's been in my life for almost 20 years mm-hmm. but if i'm going to choose a movie that like hits hardest for me and it gives me that like in my mind the the godfather of gore who's not Herschel not Lewis, my H.G. Yeah. Lewis, um, the OG godfather of Gore, mm-hmm. the OG god of yeah. Gore. I'm going, I'm pulling out my fucking, my Blu-ray, I'm pulling out my City of the Living Dead. If you want to see, like, for me, it's probably a bit of a preference thing. There is some mm-hmm. good gore and iconic scenes in Zombie 2, but if we're going to go for, like, primo, like, horror and... Mm-hmm. Fulci at his finest with regards to the gore and horror because he does mm-hmm. have a lot of supernatural stuff. And I think mm-hmm. that's some of the stuff I've been like kind of putting off to watch because I'm not really into supernatural stories mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and that's a personal preference. So if it's going to be like, show me a Lucio Fulci movie, I'm going City of the Living Dead and then Zombie. <laughs> Makes complete sense because I would also say like I would go like zombie and then I would show them some uh, it would be like yeah, okay now I'll watch City of the Living Dead and it's interesting doing the re- like looking up at stuff about Fulci and how zombie when he released zombie in 1979 it kind of it was helping it helped his career because he yeah. wasn't he was struggling in his career and it kind of reinvented his career again but, but then when City of the Living Dead came out it was another extra boost to his career it's like mm-hmm. introduce to the world what he's offering like what he's gonna get and you're just gonna 
to see it refined in City of the Living Dead. And that's what I like. I like a zombie. You get all the classic elements of Pulchy film. You get the score. Mm-hmm. You get batshit crazy <laughs> story that's just going to get progressively weird. You're going to get these unique characters that you don't know how any of them relate to each other, but somehow they do. And they're all just going to get together and work it out because they're really there to feature the gore and the dread and make you not feel safe. And you're going to get the eye gouging. It's like he started with zombie and he's refining it and he refined it in City of the Living Dead. And then it continues on with all the rest of his films because then you know when you're watching a mm-hmm. Fulci film like instantly right away absolutely from the yeah yeah besides his cameos that are in so many of his his movies as a investigator or a cop Fulci's yeah. always like always in his movies thank you for adding to my point of the debate that yeah, might have started <laughs> with zombie but then refined for city of the living dead like late 70s to like mid 80s that p- period of time for Fulci mm. is like so fantastic some of the later 80s stuff too I enjoy again I'm never mm. necessarily disappointed I'm not mad when I finish watching one of his movies so both movies definitely do have some grim iconic scenes okay city of the living dead though I'm sorry I we've got <laughs> The beginning, you know, it opens with a scream of a woman and that great score over the cemetery. And then it hovers over a tombstone that says, the soul that pines for eternity shall outspan death. You dweller of the twilight void come Dunwich. And I was like, okay, grim shit, sure. (laughs) Decayed rotted babies, bugs and goops and worms and slime. The maggot scene makes me want to die every time mm. because it is horrifying. Shutter put out this like little tidbit of information. They're like, it was all of this, you know, it was all of these. It was like 22 pounds of maggots or whatever. And mm. then Stephen Byro from Unearthed Realms is like, hey, that's not true. It's maggots mixed with Rice Krispies. Of Either course. way, I see a lot of <laughs> things moving and it is disgusting. But really the big, like, major iconic scene that is, I love so much the whole scene is the girl who vomits up her guts. That is iconic. Mm -hmm. That is just bring me more girls vomiting their guts, please. Um, It's then you show me Song of Solomon. Yes, exactly. (laughs) There's a con. There's a. It's all connected. It's all weaving together. And there's elements in City of the Living Dead where it's like the people will see the like Mm -hmm. apparition of the dead priest. Mm. And then like their eyes start bleeding and stuff starts happening again. It's almost like, like you said, the cosmic horror, like this unimaginable horror that we don't really fully understand Mm -hmm. and humans are trying to rationalize it because that's what we do. But then their eyes start bleeding. And then for her, she sees the priest and then she just starts vomiting her guts. And it's just so, it's incredible. It's just like such a wonderful, gross scene That is one of also my favorites. Which makes me laugh because that's exactly what you would do if you saw a priest and they were trying (laughs) to talk to you. Your eyes would start bleeding and you're vomiting up your guts. That is a Kelly reaction. That is something you're not comfortable with. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, let's maybe talk about the endings here of both movies. Um, So we started talking about zombie, but so City of the Living Dead, like you said, it's ambiguous for sure we don't really know the idea is we're supposed to close the gate of hell before all saints day but when they get down into the tomb they're like it's already past the time it's past midnight it's already all saints day oh yeah but then they see they take their time but then we stab the gross priest he goes up in flames and then they win question mark but then they don't and like the kid starts coming bef- like towards them and at first they're like oh yay we won the kid's like yay but then they get the like the adults get this grim look in their eyes they're like morose and then it just ends and i was like and they're oh. screaming they're screaming they're screaming the and then it <laughs> ends like, so like 
So we didn't actually win. So that's, mm. it's just like this weird kind of range of emotions where like we won, but we didn't win. The kid thinks we won. Oh no, we're all just doomed for eternity now. Neat. So again, <laughs> I agree that this ending is a bit ambiguous, but so much of the movie is as well, uh, elements of it. So I'm fine with it. So, but it's super grim. So it kept, keeps the grimness alive and so and you love grim you love how super grim those types of things grim, are. and i grim, and i grim yes and, I, and, I think for, and like i said for me the only thing for me with that is just like you get so much in the film that the payoff is not there at the end for me and i'm just like but but what's happening what's the payoff mm -hmm. like did you do anything and of course like i start making fun of the characters being like well you wasted so much time running around <laughs> parenting this child this john john whoever calls her kid john john look what what, what, is what is that? I don't know. Bob figure... is in a uh, house by the cemetery. Yeah. He names are kid Bob. Oh my God. John John. Bob. Italians. Right? <laughs> Trying to figure out what the, how this doctor has any relationship with any of these people. I'm like, are you <laughs> Emily's yeah. partner? Because you look way too old and I've just figured out that they established she's a teenager. So none of yeah. this is appropriate, <laughs> but fair, but totally, but totally fair. It's grim the whole time. You have, you're left with this ambiguous ending and being like, is the world over? Did they actually, or is the dead still coming? Whereas we know with zombie with the end of the film zombie, the end is coming um, because we all know the end well, is here. It's two endings technically, right? Because no. you get the ending on the island where the whole, like the strangers, people are essentially strangers to each other uh, fighting against the living dead. All these zombies mm -hmm. are coming in on the church converted into a hospital and they are yeah. having to fight to get themselves out. You know, classic martyr scene where the guy, uh, Brian, gets bitten by his uh, his partner, oh, Susan, who is yeah. turned yeah. by the zombie that raised so slowly mm. out of the ground, right? Yeah. And you've got Richard and Anne, the character who are, they're trying to get. They get off the island. He's been, they're like, no, no, we're going to help you, right? They get on the boat and they're like, what are we going to do? So they start trying to take him to civil, take him back to civilization to hopefully cure him. Hopefully he's fine. He's not going to die. But then they end up start hearing on the radio that mm -hmm. um, bad things yeah. are happening in New York. They've yeah. declared a state of emergency. The, Z yeah. the dead are coming to life. They are dead. Yeah. Like, what are they going to do? And then you're, it ends with the scene where you hear Brian turn zombie at the end of the boat. Like, yeah. Yeah. terrifying to me because here's the thing everyone <laughs> they're on the boat in the ocean there's yeah. no nowhere to go <laughs> there's nowhere to go they're dead <laughs> definitely dead. dead that boat yeah. is gonna arrive in new york again the movie is gonna bring start all over again bringing yep. zombies it's gonna literally yep. start the way it's gonna end the way it started with a boat <laughs> showing up in a harbor yeah with a zombie on it yeah and this is gonna have probably one or yeah. two zombies but yeah again a fulci film you end with dread you end with nothing's good's gonna come it's gonna come out of yeah this. so shit's right. bleak yeah yeah so might as well show you as much gore as we can in the in the whole end of things yeah yeah i would say definitely very jesting great point it like it ends as it began beginning middle and end our story is contained Obviously, we know more could be could be done, but yes, the zombies are here. They arrived. We tried to fight them, but you cannot fight zombies. We've all learned this. They're going to take over once they start mm -hmm. the pandemic I want. So I would say, again, most friendly debate ever. It is. It's like, yeah, no, both really great movies. Mm -hmm. So final statement, Jess, why don't you start? 
Oh my God. And my final statement would be <laughs> for any, if anyone who's getting into horror film and if you're jumping into Italian horror, Zombie and City of the Dead are two of Fulci's best films to start with because once you get into them, they are the gateway films. Zombie, I think it's a great introductory film for people getting into Italian horror and getting into gore and, and getting into Fulci. And then, because then from there, once you get used to that, you'll get more comfortable with the other films that he has in his filmography that do get gorier because yeah, there are some scenes in City of the Living Dead where the gore is amped up. You you don't expect it, especially when it's happening against a living person. It's a little different when it's zombies. Mm-hmm. It's a lot... It's is, is different when it's two people in when it's regular people who are not possessed and not zombies who are inva- enacting the violence on each other. Like I said, I've never disappointed in a Fulci movie. I'm always at least going to have somewhat of a good time. I would say Zombie 2 might, again, might have been watched more, but it is one of the more straightforward and accessible mm-hmm. of his movies, or at least of his gore era. So City of the Living Dead is like Remo, Italian horror gore from the master himself. So if that's what you're looking for, and that's always what I'm looking for. So <laughs> that's why it's my favorite and it's also, I think, his best horror movie. It's spooky. It's atmospheric. It's strange. It's kind of brutal. It kind of hits on a lot of like different taboos and different like horrific points that makes it his strongest horror movie. City of the Living Dead. City of the Living Dead. <laughs> and I will die on this hill. Okay, said the new person. Zombie <laughs> is a great introductory. To get you started on I would agree with that though. Door. I would agree. Introductory gateway film. Correct. I would agree. That is a correct (laughs) opinion. And I guess because I am a nostalgic person, I always go for the nostalgia. It was my one of my first gateway films into the core. (laughs) Fair. So folks, it's been so wonderful going back, like revisiting old episodes of I Spin Your Podcast and movies to create mm. new minisodes for all of you. We both love Italian horror. It's just, it was an absolute joy to go back and watch some of this stuff because it's been a while. Yeah. And it really just like made me giddy with joy because I do love a lot of these directors and their work. And especially, of course, as we know, I'm a Lucio Fulci fan. So It was amazing coming back to this. Italian horror, folks, watch more of it. It's a wild ride. I completely agree. And I love doing these. So I can't wait until our next one, which I guess will be the best of. And we will just continue discussing the best of. Or we'll see. There's something that we, one of us thinks one film is actually better than uh, the other film in that genre. Who knows? It will be more passionate. I was like super passionate about our choices. We'll see. But what do you want to see from us for more Spencer versus Spencer debates? Folks, just let us know on the socials. You know where to find us. Just search for Spencers of Horror. The next time we're going to do a mini-sode, though, it's going to be a Spencers Get Current. When and what on? Who knows? But stay tuned, folks. Until then, bye. Bye.